0: Siviera Radio Business News. Morning, Hank. Good morning. How are you this morning? I'm fine, actually. I'm
1: battling through this week quite nicely. There's sort of a range of factors that's been taking place. There's been a, a big conference taking place in Portugal with the major central bankers coming together, which has been sort of grabbing many of the headlines, that has to be said, but a range of data points uh, perhaps uh, providing a bit of positivity to, uh, to the backdrop, particularly what we've been seeing from China. So it's been, a, it's been an interesting few days for markets.
0: Keeping you on your toes, how are the markets?
1: US actually struggled a
0: little bit for direction yesterday as
1: traders assessed the latest comments to say coming through from central bankers at that Sintra forum So they continue to highlight the threat of inflation and risk of higher interest rates. S&P 500 and NASDAQ closed flat. On a positive note, China's economy showed further signs of improvement in June with a strong pickup in services and construction as COVID outbreaks and restrictions were gradually eased. The manufacturing PMI rose to 50.2, the first time since February the index has been above 50, indicate expansion. The non-manufacturing gauge, which measures activity in construction and services sector, climbed to 54.7, the highest that we've seen in a year. But markets, I think, still remain very nervous. Opening calls in Europe still pointing to the downside, currently calling the FTSE down 75 points. DAX over in Frankfurt down 125 points. Cat in Paris off 40 points at the open. I don't
0: know whether you buy your clothes there, but it's good numbers for H&M apparently.
1: Uh, no, it's not my shop
0: of choice. It has to be said, but a lot of the retailers
1: have been struggling. But H and M reported second quarter earnings that beat analyst estimates, and uh, shoppers continued to buy low-cost clothing to replenish their post-COVID wardrobes. Pre-tax profits rose by a third in the three months through May, despite the halting of sales in Russia and sporadic lockdowns in China. Performance has benefited from a well-received clothing collections, an increase in full-price sales, and a deep decrease in markdowns. Growth in earnings is impressive given the fact that costs have been soaring, which has been squeezing margins alongside that consumer budgets have been stretched by increases in the cost of everything from food to transport. ATM H&M shares up nearly 5% yesterday, helping to recoup some of that 30% decline that we've seen during the course of this year.
0: Or what about moving on to watches? Because uh, luxury watches, their prices are rising nicely, no?
1: In your part of the world, this is something people appreciate. An unprecedented price surge for the most sought-after second-hand luxury watches has proved to be a great investment over the course of the past year. If you look at the Subdial 50 Index, which tracks global market prices, apparently, for the 50 most traded luxury watches by value, it's up around about 32% over the course of the past 12 months. That puts pre-owned luxury watches ahead of a slew of other alternative asset investments, to Bloomberg data, including vintage cars, gold and certainly cryptocurrencies. Interesting collectible watches soared as we know during the course of the pandemic as consumers flush with cash were stuck at home, decided to buy into timepieces. Prices for some Rolex, Petite Philippe for example, have more than doubled, limited supply and a flood of new buyers helping the dynamics there. However, with tech stocks and crypto selling off aggressively, there have been some that owners are now looking to cash in on the value of their watches, with prices starting to ease back a little bit. But it's certainly been a good investment and uh, we we'll wait to see how long it lasts at these elevated levels.
0: I think my most luxury watch was a Swatch watch. Do you remember when they first came out? <laughs> Everybody had to have a I've Swatch watch. I've got a Swatch
1: watch, watch on this morning. I to be honest, I've got a Rolex, and uh, I very rarely wear it, to be honest with you. And I, I've loved my Swatch watch, so uh, perhaps I should cash in and sell mine out while I have the chance. Love Swatch. <laughs> Actually, Swatch have done a good uh, partnership with Omega. There's a watch that they've done, which is a very very nice price point, it has to be said. But it's been incredibly popular and has, uh, has performed very well. So if you're looking for uh, somewhere in between, that is the one to focus on.
0: And the foreign exchanges, please, Hank.
1: Dollar strength continues to play out, it has to be said. Pound against dollar coming in at 1.21 and a half this morning. Euro dollar down to 104 and a half. Still getting 1 euro, 16 cents for your British pound this morning.
0: And what happened at Wimbledon? Sir Andy Murray, I know. I know, that's sad.
1: turning out to be a very typical summer now, isn't it? The rain delaying play, then the English have fallen, or the British, I say, from uh, Mr Murray's perspective, uh, uh, yeah, crashing out. So it's uh, it's not looking as good as it was a couple of days ago,
0: I have to say. Hank Potts from Barclays. Have a great day, Hank. Speak to you tomorrow. Have a good day. Speak to tomorrow. Bye. Barclays Private Bank has been in Monaco for 100 years. Since we opened our doors here in 1922, we have enabled our clients to invest in tomorrow and to influence it, drawing on experience, insights and ideas to help them create the world they want to make possible. And we're only just getting started. 100 years in Monaco, 100 years young.